And um, and I, I discovered during that 10-mile race what chafing was. I didn't know that that was a thing. Diz Runs Radio, episode 1006, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we uh, dive into today's episode of the show, no proper sponsor today, just that uh, semi-regular reminder that uh, if you want to work with me for free, you have the opportunity to do that. You just got to be in it to win it. Each month, pick a different person, different winner uh, to get a free 16-week training plan to work with me. Typically, that's designed to work with a race, but you know, if you just want some guidance for you know the better part of four months without a race at the end, eh, we can make that happen. Um, but the way to get yourself entered is real simple. Head over to disruns.com slash giveaway or or just go right there to the homepage, disruns.com, and there's a little thing, a little blurb right on the front page that says click here to enter. And uh, you click that, there's a little pop up, you enter your name, you enter your email address, bada boom, bada bam, just like that. Your name is in the drawing. And I pick a new winner each and every month. At the beginning of each month, I'll pick a winner, announce it via the, the email that goes out, whatever the first email of the month is, and uh, you know. May the, the random number generator smile upon you. In case you're wondering, because we don't have fine print around here. We don't, we don't believe in that kind of nonsense. Yes, it does put you on my email list. Yes, you do get my regular emails. Yes, hopefully, most of the emails are worth reading. It, they, I very rarely do any type of spammy, you know, newslettery, buy all the things type of emails. Every once in a while, you get a sales email, but come on. We, boys got to pay some bills around here. But for the most part... I like to think of my emails as blog posts, trying to, to give you something useful, something to make you think about maybe a little bit, uh, maybe think differently about something, um, or just give some tips or some tricks or something like that. Something useful is the attempt with each email that I send. So hopefully you'll find that the emails are actually worth winning, r- worth reading. And then you'll also potentially find yourself working with me for free. So if you want to get yourself in the drawing, once again, disruns.com slash giveaway or right there at the homepage, disruns.com. And now without any further ado, Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, has been one of the the friendliest and most supportive members of the Facebook group over the past few years that, that comes to mind. And obviously, that's no no shade on anybody else. She's just feel like she re- really has gone above and beyond um, and and stood out in, in that manner. Um, but what do I know? That's, that's just my perception. But anyway, like many of us, uh, there's been some some ups and downs in her in her life and in her running over the past couple of years, in large part due to the pandemic. But uh, earlier this year, she was able to kind of you know find that motivation, get back on track, and actually just recently uh, trained up for and finished her first marathon. So, needless to say, that will be one topic of conversation today among probably among several others, but uh, looking forward to hearing about it firsthand and, and uh, finally having the opportunity to chat with Miss Jasmine Lozano. So Jasmine, thanks for uh, joining us today and welcome to the show. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, the, the pleasure is certainly mine. And uh, y'all, if you enjoyed the, the conversation today and, and want to you know, connect with Jasmine and, and find out some more of the stuff that she's got going on, obviously we'll talk about things as we go. Um, but jasminelozano.com is the website, kind of blog, mostly, mostly blog. Um, but you can check out some of her writings and whatnot there, which again, I'm sure we'll talk about as we go. Uh, on Facebook, just search for her name there and, and, and you'll find her. And obviously we'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. She's also recently started a podcast, which again, probably we'll talk about at some point. And the podcast title is Seeking God, Loving Others. So you can find that wherever podcasts are uh, freely uh, given away, like probably wherever, whatever app you're listening to this on now, if you enjoyed the conversation and want to start tuning into Jasmine's podcast, uh, just search for that there, Seeking God, Loving Others. And uh, as always, show notes. We'll have everything linked up there. Make it easy to find it. Dizruns.com slash 1006 for today's episode. Dizruns.com slash 1006. Take you back to the show notes, photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. So, Jasmine, you've heard the show at least once or twice over the years. I know that. But uh, uh, so I don't need the whole big long preamble. I'll just tee it up and let it fly. Uh, same question for everybody on the, when, they, you know, when we start the, the conversation. What is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I am looking forward to answering this question because I practice it every time I hear someone else answer theirs. <laughs> but my favorite distance to race is the 10-mile race. And there's not a lot of them, but um, there, we have a 10-mile race here in southeast Wisconsin that I've done the past couple of years since I started running. I'm still a new runner. But um, I just love the challenge of 10 miles, and it was the first time I felt like I was a real runner running the 10 miles and um, it, it was just something about the double digits. The race was the first time that I hit double digits and it was just really special. And so I, I look forward to running that race every year. Um, I didn't run it last year because of everything, but mm -hmm. um, was able to run it again this year. And um, that's, that's my favorite distance. I, I feel like I probably say this every time someone says that the 10 mile is their favorite distance. And you kind of alluded to it. Not a lot of options out there to run 10 miles, but I, I agree. It, it is such a, a fun distance. Like it's, it's, you know, obviously it's close to the half marathon, this and that. And, and it's not the same reasons that people like the half can probably relate to 10 mile. But I think maybe, and, and maybe this is, you know, maybe you would agree. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask it. But like, because it's fewer and farther between makes it special. And of course, if it's your first race, like that makes it a little bit special too. Yeah. And it's just, you, you don't feel like you can't do anything after it, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I, I ran a half a few years later, but, and I kind of felt like, oh, well, this is going to hurt. But after the 10 miles, I go to birthday parties. I just do whatever else there is to do that day. It doesn't really take much. I mean, it, it does at first, I will, mm -hmm. I will say, but, um, you know, it doesn't take as much out of you and you feel like you can just continue on with your day afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned there that uh, still kind of a, a newer runner. Um, how, how long have you been running? How'd you, how'd you kind of get started in, in the sport? Well, I started running um, in January of 2018. It was kind of like a, a New Year's resolution thing. And so I, I wasn't always a runner. And um, so I, I started running in my mid-30s. And I, I really just started because I, I was not really feeling my best. And so I just Googled how to lose weight fast. And, and that's how I got it started. It just said, you know, run, running burns calories, but I, I never enjoyed running. Um, I, I ran track like one year in, in middle school and, and knew like I, w I wasn't the fastest. I couldn't go far. So I just thought I couldn't run. And so I was like, well, this is going to be really hard. So I don't know how to do this. And so I, you know, I'm so grateful for the internet, <laughs> but I looked up, you know, how to start running and I kept seeing over and over couch to 5k and I, and I hear a lot of people who start running later on uh, that this is how they got started 
And um, I, I didn't have any friends who were runners. I didn't know anyone who ran. So I said, well, let me try this program out and see how it works. And um, I'm, I'm a planner. So I, I skipped to the end and I, and I saw that I was going to have to run for 20 minutes. And I, I almost didn't start. And uh, I said, no, let me just start with day one. And day one was, it was pretty easy. I had to buy a treadmill to do it because it was the winter in, you know, Southeast Wisconsin. So there's ice on the ground. It was really cold. And so I, I started with day one and I, I didn't pass out. And so I went to day two and, and I ended up going through the whole program. And by the, the end, I think it was about three months. By the end of it, I was able to run, you know, a 5K and, and for the most part with very little, you know, walking mm-hmm. in between. So I, um, I finished that program and decided, okay, well, let me try a 5K. Let me see what that'll be like. But um, I, I came to the realization that to do that, I would have to get off of a treadmill and go outside. And I was terrified to do that. <laughs> but um, but I, that's how I got started. I signed up for my 5K and uh, the day came where I had to run outside. The weather was nice. And when I say nice, I mean like above 32. <laughs> and I called my best friend because she had run a marathon years ago. And I told her, I said, well, I have to run outside today. I'm so nervous. What, what if I have to use the restroom? And she's like, well, just go back to your house. <laughs> I said, well, well, what if a dog chases me? She's like, it'll, it'll cut down your pace, you know? <laughs> and so the day came, I, I stepped outside and I ran my 3.1 miles. And like, lo and behold, it was about six or seven minutes faster than when I was running on the treadmill because I didn't know that I was kind of limiting myself on the treadmill, setting my speed and just going. And so when I went outside and I could control my speed, I ended up being a little bit faster than I expected to be in. And then I didn't turn back. I, I, I broke up with the treadmill from that day <laughs> forward and just started running outside. Wow. That's, that's, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, it, the stories, it, it's, it's easy to gloss over, you know, maybe some, some, any rough spots or, or struggles, but it, it kind of sounds like those first few months of, of running almost couldn't have gone much better if, if you, uh, if you could have designed it, you know, if, if you could have been the architect of the whole situation, like it sounds like it was pretty smooth sailing. It, it really was. And I like, couch to 5k needs to hire me because anybody who's ever like they'll see like a couple people will see me do a race or something like I could never I'm like no you really can because I could never and it really was the first couple of months of running were just they were really they were ideal I didn't have any injuries I I looked forward to getting up and doing my run it was only three days a week but I I looked forward to doing all of it it wasn't until later like once I kind (laughs) of really learned about running and trying to go further and faster. That's when some problems came, but, um, you know, but the beginning it was like, I had a very good introduction to running. So, and, and I, I think some of that too, that was like, I just, I didn't know anything about it. So I couldn't overthink anything. I just did what the paper said and, and it worked. Yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, that that's a, a key, um, insight right there that, that, you know, I don't know that you can ever undo what you know, right? Like you can never go back to being a complete novice once you've, once you've learned some things, but I really do think that, that sometimes, you know, having that, that fresh perspective and just kind of being open to the fact that you don't know what you don't know. So you just, you just learn and, you, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're on the right track, um, that can be a great way to, to make progress, like you said, without overthinking it, without questioning it, without also maybe trying to rush the process. So, you know, that can help with the staying injury free, things like that. Um, so again, I mean, just spot on another thing that, that, uh, stood out to me through all that is like, 
you're uh you're you're one of those few few and far between New Year's resolution success stories. Like this is what I'm gonna do this year, and you know dot dot dot. Almost four years later, still going strong as opposed to you know what's the the normal New Year's resolution like maybe maybe four weeks, probably closer to four days. Like that's a that's a, a nice little uh, achievement as well. Well, you know, and I, I I think I'm really big on like habits and goals, and I read a lot of books about those kind of things. And I think I know that so many people don't, you know, they don't do what they say they're going to do in New Year. So I just pick like one or two things. Mm-hmm. So that way there's a lower chance of failure. If I just pick like one thing to focus on, then it's like, okay, I can, I can keep up with one thing. Oh yeah, totally. And that's, and, and again, and, and, you know, as, as, I don't know, as the stars would align or as fate would have it, this episode, it, people are listening to it now in, uh, you know, mid to mid to late December, or depending on, on, you know, when they're getting into it, maybe even in early January and, and a good little, a good little nugget right there for thinking about new year's plans or new year's goals or you know resolutions, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, yeah, pick one or two things and lock in as opposed to trying to do all the things. And then, you know, we know, we know where that tends to, to lead if you spread yourself too thin. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you get through that, that first 5k, uh, you've been, you know, going back in the time machine still a few years, but, um, w- you know, you mentioned that the, that 10 miler was your favorite race distance in large part because it was kind of the, the first big race that, that you had done. Um, how long from, you know, when you started running to, to the first 10 miler that what was the, uh, was, how long was the timeline? Well, I, I started running January, 2018 and my 5k was in May of 2018. But probably in April, I, I started getting kind of bored just running 3.1 miles every time I ran. And so very slowly, I was like, well, what if I did 3.5? Well, can I do four? And so by the time the 5K came in May, I actually had already run, I gotten up to five miles. And so I was um, I, w- I was talking to my brother-in-law and he he had mentioned, he said, hey, I know you, you, you're running, you just ran your first 5K. You know, there's a, a nice, ten, uh, no, he didn't even tell me it was a 10 mile race. He just said, there's a nice race by the lake and you should do that. And I was like, oh, great. How far is it? And he said, well, they have a two mile, a four mile and a 10 mile option. And I was like, well, that sounds perfect. I, I can run five miles. So I'll sign up for the four mile race. And he said, well, why don't you do the 10 miles? And I said, because five is closer to four. <laughs> I know you're supposed to round up, but not in running. I round down. And so he, he suggested, he's like, why don't you? I think you could do 10 miles because he had done it years and years ago and in like his twenties or something. And, and I said, you know, and I, I, I never say no to a challenge. And, um, and so I said, okay, I'll, I'll try it. So I decided to sign up for it and it was just a month away, but I, I felt like, you know, if I ran every weekend and just added, like, again, I had no training plan. I didn't know what I was doing. So I just added a mile every week to my long run on Saturday. And, um, just in conversation, I was, at the school pickup, picking up my son and um, one of the moms, and I wasn't super close with her, you know, we, we just started talking about what we had going on in our lives. And I was like, well, I'm running 10 miles next month. And she out of nowhere, she's like, I'll do it with you. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so starting that weekend, like a couple days later, we just started, you know, go, we did five miles and then six and then seven, and then we skipped to nine. And um, by June, we, we were ready to run 10 miles. And, and even though, the 10 mile race is my favorite. That first 10 mile race was, it was horrible. (laughs) I finished it, but like it, I, um, again, I was a new runner. So I did all the things you're not supposed to do as a new runner. And so the race ended up being a lot harder than I thought it would be, but I at least had someone there with me to kind of help me along during it. But it was, it was only about six months from taking 
my first couple of steps on the treadmill to, to running the 10 mile race. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's a, a pretty nice uh, progression. And uh, certainly um, if you think that I'm going to let you off the hook on saying that you made all these mistakes and it was, it was not a great race. And then we're not going to talk about it for a second. Then uh, you know, you're, you're mistaken uh, in large part because it, <laughs> you know, in, in, I think that it's it's probably safe to say without knowing exactly what what mistakes you might have made and some of those types of things, um, just to set the table. Like I bet you, the vast majority of people listening have made the same or very similar mistakes along the way because we were all new at one point. We all didn't know what we didn't know, um, and so you know, a lot of times some of the best uh, learning opportunities come from struggles and 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 figuring out and like oh yeah if i would have done xyz it would have been better than abc or whatever the case might be so all that to say you're probably not alone with some of these these mistakes that you, that you may have made with with the benefit of hindsight but but what were some of the struggles for that first 10 mile race that you uh, had to get through on the way to the finish line well i don't know how long we'll be talking but this will take up a long <laughs> <laughs> no not really um well i didn't have the right shoes i was still just kind of running in like cheap clearance section shoes Mm -hmm. Um, and so that definitely became a problem. I also, um, decided the day before, um, I made my friend and I matching t-shirts. So I decided the day before the race to go find matching bottoms to wear. (laughs) And, um, I, I always ran in like capris and leggings, but there were, there were some cute little shorts at Walmart. So I got the, the cute little running shorts at Walmart. And um and I, I discovered during that ten mile race what chafing was. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um and like I, I my husband says I'm, I'm blessed in the lower half of my body and I I did not know that that could happen to you. And so by maybe mile seven I felt like I was on fire. Oof. And um I'm running and tugging and running and tugging and um and thought you know. Like, what have I done? Like, this is the, this is the worst. It was the worst running experience I'd had in my, my short little six month journey of running. Um, so yeah, I just, I had new clothes. I had old shoes that, that provided me no support. Um, and then I told my friend to leave me during the race because I, she has longer legs. She was a little faster than me and I felt like I was slowing her down and holding her back. So I just told her, I was like, just leave without me, not realizing that, you know, there's so you, you gain so much support, like when you're running in a group mm. and, and at, at a couple, at a few of the miles, I was just by myself. And so, um, you know, those are just some of the, the mistakes that I made in that first, in that first 10 mile race. Um, and by the end of it, I, I almost wanted to stop running because it was so hard. Yeah, I, I can, I can imagine. And if, and if you didn't want to stop running, uh, at the end of the race, I'd imagine that, uh, that shower after the race with all the chafing going on, that, that might've been another nail in the old running coffin. Oh, that was rough. That was that was rough. <laughs> again, we can we can laugh about it because we've we've all been there. Whether uh, again through through not knowing or for having you know some type of of situation that arises during a run and like ah, oh, I've never chafed here before, and and then uh, yeah, you you have now. So uh, so yeah, we've all we've all had that that moment, and we've all had that shower when the water hits and uh, lets you know that uh, you're still alive. I guess it, you know on, on the plus side, it lets you know you're still alive. It does. It does. <laughs> so, you know, a couple things through through the story so far, um, you know, both at the beginning of I'm going to I'm going to dip my toes into running. But like you said, it was it was never something that, that you really enjoyed before that. And then here, a, a rough, a rough go of it, um, you know, like, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, um, why, why keep going at, at either point? Why, why choose running? 
from from day one other than, and maybe it's just comes down to what you said like it's it's what google said was the best way to lose weight and that was what goal so that's what we're going to work on um but but then when you get through some of the misery of the of the 10 mile why why not what, what kept you from from rethinking the the choice and saying you know what even though there was some some rough patches here and this wasn't maybe my 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 finest uh finest hour this is something i still want to stick with well for me it was it was just learning that like pain doesn't always mean stop. I mean, there, there are times where, you know, right. pain is like, okay, your body's telling you, you have to stop. But just because something is, hurts or it's hard, it doesn't always mean that, you know, you, you have to give up. Maybe you just need to learn more about it and, and be a little bit more informed or get better at it. And so I, I also just, I love the way I felt when I ran. Like it was, it, I, I forgot all about trying to lose weight at this point. I was, I mean, that it just began to happen naturally, but I I just felt so good when I would come back from running and 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 running a further distance, like knowing after I pass a certain mile that this is going to be the furthest I've ever run. And I just it gave me just such a sense of pride and accomplishment. And then I just I loved how I felt felt afterwards. And amazingly, I don't know how this happens, but um, I don't I don't think it's come up yet, but I'm a stay at home mom. And um, now I'm a homeschooling mom. But uh I just had more energy to do, do the things I needed to do. Whereas like when I wasn't running or, or on the days where it wasn't a run day, I could sit on the couch for a long time before I get started. But if I start my day with a four or five mile run, I come home, I get the dishes done, I get lessons set up. Like I just had so much energy. Um, and so I just, I really loved the way it made me feel. So I just knew, you know, yeah, that was rough, but um, I'm going to learn from it and just get better at it. And I can, it can only go up from here. Yeah, that's that's uh, another point that I think um, certainly myself and probably at least a few other folks uh, a realization that we've come to over the years of like oh I'm I'm too tired to run or whatever, um, but for for whatever reason it is whether it's it's brain chemicals or or metabolic or a little bit of both or whatever it is, man there's there's nothing more energizing more often than not than getting a little bit of a run in getting the heart going maybe maybe breaking a little sweat if it's if it's that time of year where breaking a sweat can happen um but man it, it really does just set up set up the day or at least give you the energy to get through all the things you have to do and and uh, again you're you're spot on that that uh, I would have never thought that until I experienced it and now it's like oh yeah it's 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 such a night and day difference on the days I run versus the days that I don't it is. And it's, it's something like someone else can't tell you that someone right. else can't say, oh, you'll feel so much better if you do this. You have to do it. Like once you do it and you experience you experience it, you're like, OK, that's what that's what people mean by, you know, a runner's high or mm -hmm. by, you know, how people are energized by by exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So fast forward in a little bit on the timeline. Mm -hmm. Um like I mentioned in the intro, and I, I mentioned it only because I, I, I know I can remember some posts in the Facebook group about it at, at various points through the, through the pandemic and, and um, feel like, at least I feel like I remember it if I'm, if I'm wrong, correct me. Um, but things running wise got a little bit derailed for you, which again, happened to a lot of folks because all of a sudden all the routines stopped with working from home, kids at home, school at home, um, you know, just, just everything shut races canceled, like the whole nine yards and we don't need to relive it, all of it because we're still kind of living it in some, some forms and fashions, but <laughs> yeah. um, when, when COVID hit pandemic in, in, you know, the early part of, of 2019, um, how, how much did that impact your, your running routine? Oh, like I, I didn't put on shoes for months. <laughs> like I didn't, I was, I just wasn't able to, um, I know some people, they really thrive during this time, but um, I still had my, my kids were younger. They're 
they're still young, but we're much younger then. Mm-hmm. So I had a kindergartner and a second grader. Oh, wow. And so when they came home, like I wasn't even used to them being home anymore because, you know, they'd mm-hmm. be gone at school all day. So it was back to, you know, making breakfast and lunch and just my responsibilities at home increased, um, increased like, like tenfold. It felt like, because now I was not only like taking care of the home, like I had to take care of them all day as opposed right. to, you know, just the mornings and the, you know, after school and everything. And I was also responsible for, you know, making sure that they were getting online for school, which at the time wasn't really as organized as it was, would become later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, just the responsibilities of taking care of them and also just making sure that they felt safe and um, that they felt, you know, like everything was going to be okay, even on the inside. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that that kind of took precedence over everything. And so, you know, I tried to do a few little like YouTube workouts and, and some things just to keep my, myself moving and, and active. But as far as running, it just, it wasn't happening. It was again, like the end of the winter. And so I really wasn't running outside a whole lot. So um, I just, it just, running just took a back seat for, for pretty much all of 2020. Um, and I could tell in my attitude, like I was, I, I don't know, I was getting to a point where I was like, it was, it was about to boil over. And, and luckily, you know, I, I was able to turn a corner and, and start, start running again in 2021 once we got in a, a system of how things were going to be now at home. Right. But yeah, the, all of 2020 was um, pretty much, and I, and I even, it was hard for me to listen like to the running podcast or to, mm-hmm. to be as active in the Facebook group, just because it just made me miss so much um, what I wasn't able to do at the time. And I mean, I, I, when I look back, I'm like, well, you know what, you could have woken up early and gotten out before your, before your husband left, or you could have stayed up late. And, but at the same time, I also felt like, um, you know, like I said before, like you I only really get focused on one or two things at a time. And, and this was just a time for me to focus on my home and my kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like anything, the, the, the benefit of hindsight, it always, always points out where you could have done a little different or you could have done this or, or, or this, that, or the other. And, and then that just allows you another opportunity to beat yourself up more for whatever you didn't do. So that, that's not a, a good place to be. Um, but, but when you, when you did turn the corner, when you were able to get back out there, um, how, you know, I guess maybe, We'll start with the, the physical side of things. What, what did it feel like starting from scratch? Did it feel like like there was still a little like like kind of like riding a bike? Like maybe the fitness wasn't all there, but like hey, I remember how to do this. Or kind of what was what was it like restarting your running after after taking you know for very good reason a, a substantial amount of time off due to the pandemic? You know, it was it was a roller coaster because like it felt good, like yes, I'm doing this again. But then like I kept comparing how it was before. You know, like I felt like from running from, you know, in 2018 and 2019 that I had developed a lot as a runner. And I felt I did some days feel like I was starting at square one. And when I started um, at the beginning of the year, like my mile was like four or five minutes slower (laughs) than when I had, you know, when I was running before. And that was very, very discouraging. um, Just because like, I would go back and look at, oh my goodness, look at my mile from when I, you know, when I ran the 10 miles or look at my, my half mile, my half marathon pace. And, and, and there were times where it just got really discouraging. And I was like, well, you know, I, I guess if I hadn't um, started from scratch before, I probably would have wanted to give up, but I, I remembered the progress that I made. And I just, that, that's what kept me going forward. And then at the same time, um, I, I started listening, you know, back to your podcast and I was listening to everybody in the tribe, all these people that I had 
you know, quote unquote, met online and just hearing their stories of of where they were and, and what they were doing. I'm, and, and some of them, you know, struggling just like I did during the pandemic. I was like, OK, well, they're doing it. Well, I can do it, too. And I the first day I got back out there, I happened to listen to I, I, uh, one of the podcasts. And I, I don't remember the exact name, but you were talking about coming back from a long winter. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this mm-hmm. is perfect. And, and just, you know, getting back connected with the community of runners also really just helped me to move forward and, and recognize like, OK, I, I can't keep looking at what was. Let me focus on what's going to be. Right. Right. And then, you know, and, and maybe it's not quite a, a as, as A to B as that, but um, at some point, I, I'm assuming, and, and again, I'll, I'll kind of try to phrase it as a question, you know, you, you get back into it, you stop living in the past of what you used to be able to do or paces you used to run or distances or whatever. And hopefully before too long, you're kind of right back to, to about where you were as far as, oh yeah, I, you know, five miles can be easy again or three miles or one mile or what, whatever it was. Um, you know, how long did it take to feel like you were, you were kind of back in the, in the swing of things, so to speak? You know, it only took about like maybe six weeks, <laughs> like by, and I, and I kept thinking, you know, what if I would have quit after a week, but I, it, it really didn't take long while that was going on. I felt like it was taking forever, right. but when I look back, um, and I was just looking, I always like to look at, you know, my year at the end of the year and see what I've done, what I didn't do. And when I look back, I was like, wow, that, that really didn't take that long. It only took, you know, about a month and a half, two months to where I, I felt, I felt like myself again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something that, um, I feel like again, you know, going back to what we talked about earlier and sometimes needing to experience, you know, the energy boost that you get from running and, and you can't just hear somebody tell you that, but you have to kind of experience to realize that it actually is true. I feel like that's another one of those scenarios where you can hear me talk about if you take, if you, you know, whether it's injury related, whether it's life related, whether it's whatever reason you, you, you don't run for a while. Um, I can tell you till you, till we're blue in the face. You can, you can preach it now as well that like, it'll come back quicker than you expect um, or quicker than you might fear that it would. But until you've mm-hmm. gone through it, like, and, and when you're in that early stages, whether it's the first couple of weeks or, you know, in some cases, maybe even the first couple of months, depending on all the, all the circumstances surrounding it, like it may feel like it'll never get there, but if you just keep on keeping on like lo and lo and behold, it tends to, it tends to come back. Um, and again, with hindsight quicker than you probably would have expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at, at what point, you know, you're, you're getting back into things like, all right, like I, I, you know, six weeks, eight weeks later, like, all right, I feel pretty good again. Like this is something that, um, I'm back to enjoying and, and, and it's, you know, maybe feeling good again and the mental benefits and all the things, uh, when, when do you set the sights on, you know, let's, let's find a race to run and, and not only a race to run, but maybe, maybe a marathon might be in my, in my future this year. Well, that, that was actually chosen for me. I, <laughs> I was, I went to check the mail one day and I got a postcard from this organization that my husband and I have supported for a couple of years now. And um, it, it had a challenge. It was um, it was coming up in May. It was called um, 6K um, in May. And the, the organization that um, and I actually ended up um, running the marathon with this team mm. um, is called World Vision. And their, their purpose in sending that was they wanted you to walk or run. 6K, which is the average distance that people walk in countries that don't have access to clean water. And so I was at this point, I was already running. I was up to five or six miles and I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to do this. And so I, I signed up to do it and I, I did it in my neighborhood. 
But when I went to go sign up that to say I was going to do it, I saw that they had another side of the organization um, called Team World Vision, who's only like their their whole goal is to raise money to provide clean waters in areas where it's not accessible. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a really good thing. And I really like the organization. I've, you know, I've supported them for well over a decade. And so I, I started doing some research and found that they had a team um, over in Madison, Wisconsin. And I'm, I'm about an hour and a half from Madison. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that the team in, in November was going to be running a half marathon or a marathon. And I said, well, that, that sounds like a, a good challenge. And so I, I, talk to my husband. I'm like, Hey, I'm thinking about running with this team. Um, I can run a half marathon in November and I can raise this money and it's for a good cause. And he's like, go for it. So I went to sign up and I just, instead of clicking half marathon, like something in me was like, just click marathon. <laughs> and so I just clicked like on a whim, I just clicked marathon. I signed up and paid and they, they were saying, you know, we're not a hundred percent sure the race is going to happen, but as soon as it is, we'll charge you and, and we'll let you know. And so I just I just signed up and I called my husband. And I said, um, I'm I think I'm running a marathon in November. And he's like, well, OK, let's go get you some new shoes. So he makes fun of my running a little bit because he's like, wait, you pay people to run. And so I was like, well, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm a stay at home mom. So you're paying people for me to run. But, but that's, I won't pick nits here. But um, but he's he's very supportive. He likes to pick pick on me, but he's very supportive of my running. So that week he went we went and got some new running shoes. And and I started training for a marathon that I, I wasn't sure was going to happen or not. But I, I figured let's be prepared anyway. But that's how that's how I ended up signing up for it. It just kind of on a whim. Gotcha. Gotcha. Was there, was there ever a moment or, or moments maybe, um, whether it was kind of shortly thereafter or, or as training, you know, kept going and, and you're starting to log some longer and longer miles where, where you really second guessed that, uh, that whim that you would, that you, uh, you know, chose to act on when you, when you click the, 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 mar- the full marathon button instead of the half marathon button. Almost the entire training. Uh, <laughs> and I, and, and I, I don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, but my entire life, I've just, I've never really been afraid to fail, you know, so I'll, I'll start hobbies and, and I don't, I don't really care if I don't continue playing bass in three years, like I'll, I'll start it. It's I'm, I've never really, um, I don't have a fear of failure. So, um, I do a lot of things on a whim and, and then I, I do plan for the success, but I also know that like, if I, if I don't succeed or I don't succeed to the level I would like to, at least I tried, you know, it's better than not starting at all. And so as I was training, like we, I had a lot of things come up during the training and, and you you say this all the time that life is going to life. Well, life lifed the entire life of my training. It was just, (laughs) it was one thing after the next injury and illness, kids getting sick. I had, you know, some unexpected uh, loss in my family and of friends and, it was just a lot of the time I was like, maybe that, maybe this wasn't the right, the right thing to have done. Like I, I was thinking, you know, worst, worst case, I could run 10 miles without really properly training. Worst, worst case, I know I could probably, you know, make it through a half marathon, but I knew like, I, I won't be able to run a marathon if I don't train for it. And it just seemed like, you know, here and there, things were just constantly coming up. And so I did, I did a lot of the training. I, I doubted whether or not I'd be able to even complete it, but I, I just kept going and, and made adjustments as I could. Well, and that's, and that's the, uh, 
I don't want to say the secret because hopefully it's not a secret. Hopefully I've made that clear enough times that that's that that's ultimately what you have to do is you know you have the plan, yeah. you you have a, a a guide for where you want to be, but it's very rare that it's going to go dot to dot to dot to dot in a perfect straight line. There's going to be some ebbs. There's going to be some flows. You're gonna you're gonna have to adjust a little bit. But as long as you're you know trying to stay on top of things the best you can, you you still have a chance to to be ready and, and to be good to go, you know, for, for the race or, you know, for whatever other metaphor that that would apply to. Um, mm-hmm. so, so race day comes along, you know, training hasn't been perfect, but you know, you've gotten, you've gotten some good work in and, and, um, you know, you've done the best you could when, when life lifed along the way, what, what, what was the, uh, and I, I know enough about this to be dangerous because I read your post and listened to the podcast on it, but, um, you know, how, how did race day unfold? What were, what were your thoughts at the, at the various points along the way? Kind of take us through that, that first 26.2. Well, um, I, when people ask me about it now, I kind of, I, it, it's still very, it was just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's still very fresh, but I, I say it's, it's, it was like childbirth. Like it was scary mm-hmm. and it was unknown and it was hard. Um, it, it sucked sometimes, but I, like, I'll do it again. <laughs> like I'll, I'm going to do it again. But, um, the leading up to the, the race, I actually, I wasn't nervous or anything. I was, ex- it was actually the weeks before I was nervous, but once it was just mm-hmm. a few days out, I was like, there, like, there is nothing I could do at this point to make this better or worse. So it's just going to happen. And, um, I was, I was able to get in my longest run was like 18 and a half miles. And it was, it was amazing. So it gave me some confidence going into the race. And then once um, once it was time to line up at the start line, I found my team that I was running with and and they were very encouraging. And um, and so the gun went off. But and I felt as prepared as I could have felt. But um, what I wasn't prepared for were the were like the weather conditions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this is November in in southeast Wisconsin. And and you just don't know whether it's going to be like a nice, warm fall type November or if you know we're gonna have a blizzard on Halloween so it's like you just don't know what to expect from the from the weather yeah and, and it could um, be one of those today and it could be the other one tomorrow at that time of year ex- and yeah exactly and and this day decided that it was going to be like the first snowfall of the year and um, it was very cold but then the next day when I got home it was like 60 degrees there, <laughs> like, we there we go there we go so it was it was actually um the weather was not kind but again, it's like, what are you going to do? You, you just have, you, you've paid, you're here, let's go. And, um, and the, the first part of the race actually was very pleasant. Like the snow was holding off. It was cold. My feet were cold, but, um, but I was feeling good. And I was actually, you know, I was running on, you know, at a decent pace for, for when I wanted to finish. And, um, but then the heavens opened at like mile eight. And so for about 10 miles, um, I was running in like, and it wasn't a beautiful, like winter wonderland snow. It was like that wet, <laughs> mm-hmm. mushy, your feet, it's almost like rain. And so my feet were wet. I was cold. Um, and, and this particular race is a very hilly race, which I, I I'm not sure that I was a hundred percent prepared for those either, mm-hmm. but I, I probably could have made it if, if the weather wasn't as, as bad as it was, but for about 10 miles, um, it, it was just wet and it was nasty and, there were people behind me dropping out. I saw a few people um, in front of me. They would they got to the half marathon point and they dropped out there and and I I thought about dropping out a couple times because it was just the weather just was not cooperating. But at this point, you know, um, I was like, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. You know, I I don't feel physically that you know I want to drop out, but just 
mentally dealing with that weather and um and I had never really run in that type of weather um long term at least and so it by the time I reached about mile 18 or in 20 like my body was just it was tired and and I felt I could tell like the, the my training run of the same distance I felt amazing afterward continued on with my day but this run when I got to that same point I knew I was like I feel like there's nothing left in the tank um and, and that's when um that's when things started getting rough probably around mile 20 um and I just I didn't I really didn't know if I was going to make it or not yeah yeah I, I uh I've told the story before you've probably heard it but like I can, I can remember that feeling all too well. Only for me, it was at mile 17 when I was like, Oh, like I'm done. And except I'm like, I am done, but the race is not finished yet. And, uh, there's, there's still a ways to go. Um, so, so, you know, you, you, like what, what, I don't know what the best way to ask the question is other than, you know, the last six miles or the last 6.2 miles or whatever it ended up actually being, um, not, not exactly pleasant, not, not maybe everything that you had in your mind leading up to it, but how did, how did you keep going? Like where, where did, where did the, you know, why didn't you throw in the towel? Like so many other folks had for, again, for very good reasons, as far as the conditions weren't great. And you know, if it's no longer fun anymore, like kind of, that's kind of why we're doing it. Why, why did you press on? Well, again, I I mentioned how important community is and Mm -hmm. around mile 20, my, my family had parked there and so I saw my kids and they were just jumping and excited and waving to me. So I like, I wiped the tears out of my eyes and I was like, Hey guys, how are you doing? And, you know, gave, went and gave them hugs and whispered to my husband, I'm really struggling over here. <laughs> and, uh, but, but just seeing them and, and realizing that I wanted to show them like life is going to be hard sometimes, but you can still keep going. And I'd written uh, both of them letters before. And so when they woke up at the hotel, they could open a letter for me because I was going to be long gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted them to see that, you know, you know, things are going to be hard sometimes, but we all have a strength that we can pull on when we need it. And and we all have community that will support us when it's hard. And they didn't even know this, but that's what they were doing there at mile 20. And, um, and I just knew, and then at that point too, something clicked like, okay, I've, I've reached, you know, 20 miles. Like there's this sounds like, you know, when you're in a marathon, it's it's never only six miles, but it did. It felt like there's only six miles left. If I can make it through that 20, those 20 miles, I, I can find some strength somewhere and make it through these last six. And I, um, I was very fortunate that, and I, I'm, when I say I was at the back of the pack, um, I was like, I finished, like there was like maybe one other person behind me. And, um, I ran into a young man and I met him like at mile 17 or 18 and we ran those last miles together. And I didn't know him. We were actually were running for miles and miles together until we actually exchanged names. Mm. And, and between he and I, we were able to really encourage each other for those last six miles so that we could get through um, those last six miles. And I mean, and it was rough. They were, they were starting to pick up the cones behind us and at, at maybe mile 23, um, one of the guys in the trucks, he got out and was like, listen, guys, we're, you know, we're sorry, but we, we've got to start picking up things because, you know, we've got to close down the race. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and that was, that was really, I, I, the last six miles, like, I think I've, I broke down more than I have in my entire life, <laughs> but, um, I, I really got nervous cause I was using the cones, you know, to figure out where to go. But luckily, again, I had my running friend who I just met and he pulled up a map so that we'd be able to finish without really needing the cones or the directions and, and, and the people from the race, they were, they were really nice. Like they weren't like, 
okay like you know i know that some people have bad experiences like with almost being swept or whatnot and um they were very very kind they were like you guys got this we radioed to let them know you're still out here and you're gonna finish the finish line is still there uh but we, we gotta start picking this stuff up and and you know, we were like, you know, we appreciate it. Thanks for letting us know. And we, you know, moved over to the sidewalk so we can finish. But at that point, you know, we were, you know, two, two and a half, three miles from finishing. So we knew that we, you know, we would be able to finish and cross the finish line, which, which is all I really cared about. Like when it, I had some little time goals and all that, but as soon as like I was running in the snow for 10 miles, I knew I was like, okay, those time goals are gone. <laughs> My goal is to finish and, you know, and to get a medal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know it's still only been a couple of weeks and, and maybe this is still one of those questions that's too early and you need a little bit more um, space to kind of let it all sink in and kind of work through the, the thoughts and the emotions and whatnot. Um, but, but what, what, what's the feeling like, you know, knowing that, that you did it and knowing that um, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And, and again, it's one of those things like it's, it's one thing to know that it's probably going to not be easy, but it's another thing to be in the moment and push through um, so what's, what's kind of the afterglow of, of, you know, that first marathon finish, like at least at this point, I just, I feel so, um, I feel so accomplished. I, um, and not to get all like, you know, sentimental or anything like that, but, um, I've been a stay at home mom now for about 10 years and, you know, sometimes you just get stuck in the, the routine of just day to day life. And, and even if you, you know, you go to work or you, mm-hmm. you work from home or whatever it is, you can get so stuck in just doing the same thing over and over and just to, um, you know, when I did work, you know, you get you get raises, you get bonuses, you get merit awards and all these things that kind of um, affirm like you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And my family is very appreciative of all I do for them. And they, they really make me feel loved and appreciated. But there was something about um, about doing something different and accomplishing something that I, I didn't even feel like I was able to to do at the beginning of the year. There was something about finishing that. And, and accomplishing that, that just felt so affirming um, and, and just different. It just mm-hmm. felt like, you know, you, you did so, you said you were going to do something. It was hard, but you did it. And I just, I, I, I still feel very proud. And, and I mentioned this in my podcast and on my blog that, you know, if you go on the race website, it says DQ mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't finish in the cutoff time. And um, I wanted to be kind of sad about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm usually a pretty optimistic person. I'm like, you know what? That just meant didn't quit. Like I, you know, I didn't finish in, in the cutoff time, but I did finish and I didn't quit even when I got hard. So I just, even being a, just a few weeks removed from it, I, I feel very proud. I don't, and I don't even, I don't even feel embarrassed to tell people like, oh, I got a DQ. Um, I, I just feel proud. I feel proud that I did it. I feel proud that I, that I made it. Oh, I, I love that. And, and yes, you should be proud. And I'm glad that you're proud. I'm glad that there's no uh, hesitation or no hemming and hawing or, or asterisks or anything. Like you did it. You didn't quit. You did finish. Absolutely. I, I, I love it. And uh, before we, we completely wrap up and, and, and shut this thing down, I do want to talk about the podcast a little bit because there's another thing that, you know, you, you, you can be proud of and you should be proud of something that, that you decided to do and, and you've done it. What, uh, what planted the seed for, for starting your own podcast earlier this year? Um, your podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I just, you know, it's <laughs> when I, you know, I love listening to podcasts. Um, it, it's easy. Like when I'm cleaning or doing laundry, like I don't have to follow a screen around. I can just plug in and go. Um, and I honestly running really 
led me to believe like I could do anything. <laughs> like even when I just ran the 10 mile race or my half marathon or all these little things, I just felt like there's nothing that, you know, if I want to do something, I should just try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But what if it does work? Or what if you, you know, what if it, what if it does turn out good? And so I, I think it was March or April of this year, I started my podcast, Seeking God, Loving Others. And it, it, you know, I talk about running a lot on there. I'm sure the people are like, hey, I thought this was faith-based. But I'm like, well, everything's connected. But, um, you know, I, I just wanted to have um, just kind of an outlet or, you know, just kind of kind of a way to express myself um, and, and express myself freely. And I just I like to just share encouraging um, encouraging stories, encouraging, you know, just different inspirational things, just because, it, you know, we have an opportunity every day to see something bad going on or to see something else to worry about or to stress about. So I just wanted to, you know, create a place where people can feel encouraged. They can feel that, that they can do the things that they want to do. And, and that's what running's taught me that, that, you know, you can set a goal and you can make plans on, on how you're going to accomplish that. And you can, it, it really makes you, it really makes you feel like you can do anything. And so, um, and that's why I started the podcast. I just, I enjoyed listening to yours. I enjoy um, just uh, the information you give and the encouragement you give to new runners. And, and I just wanted to do the same for people as they're, they're growing in their faith journey. Awesome. Awesome. You still enjoying it so far? I love it. I do. I, I don't know if it comes across now, but like, I just love to talk and I, I, I love to ramble. And now I have a place where, you know, no one can cut me off. So there you go. There you go. So I, I, I do. I, I really enjoy it. Well, good. And, and, you know, just like, just like running, as long as you're enjoying it and, and, you know, you're getting, um, whether it's internal rewards, external rewards, whatever, like, like you're getting that satisfaction from doing it. Keep on, keep on keeping on. And hopefully, uh, some, some folks might, uh, you know, give it a listen because I think you do, I, I do think you do a really good job, Jasmine. And, uh, you know, keep on, keep on keeping on for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I will. I will. Fantastic. So as we're, as we're wrapping up, got to, got to get you with a philosophical question before we wrap up. Um, and, and I think, you know, kind of like you just said, um, you know, everything's kind of intertwined when it comes to, you know, a, a podcast kind of about faith, but it talk a lot, a lot about running in there. So maybe kind of flipping the script a little bit, but obviously we, the running podcast here, but curious to, to kind of know, and, and again, this will be the philosophical question. We'll wrap it up here, but um, what, what role does your faith play in, in your running when you're out there training on race day, whatever the case might be, how, how do those two worlds kind of, or not two worlds, but two different aspects of, of your life intertwine for you? Well, um, what, one way that they intertwine is a lot of times I get my, my topics of discussion while I'm on a run. Mm -hmm. I can be running on a path and I start thinking about the paths of life and how we all have our own path marked out for us. Um, so a lot of times, a lot of my inspiration comes from when I'm out running, when I'm you know not connected to anything else. Um, I'm able to just to be there with my thoughts. I'm able to pray. I'm able to listen to music and, and just kind of disconnect from things that would kind of you know, typically overwhelm my mind, like just different responsibilities. So, um, so oftentimes while I'm out running, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just looking around me and I'm paying attention and being present with where I am. And it leads to, that's usually what I'm going to talk about the next, the next time I record my podcast, but, but both running and my faith have combined to show me that, you know, when, when, when we have something that we want to accomplish, um, that we do, we have the strength with, within us. We have the strength from our community to support us to do the things that we want to get done and to, to be the person that we want to be and that, that really nothing's impossible um, 
when we have faith in ourselves, when we have faith in the people that are around us, and just nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. As as per usual, and I think pretty much as I say every time, just nodding along, loving it, loving it. So thank you for, for sharing that, Jasmine. And, and once again, guys, jasminelozano.com is the website, uh, the podcast, if you're so inclined. And I would encourage you, you know, we, we, we can always use another podcast to be, at least I can always use another podcast to be subscribed to. I don't know. I don't know your life, but if you could use another podcast to be subscribed to, uh, Seeking God, Loving Others is a good one. It's as good as anything to add to the mix. Um, and on Facebook, if you want to connect with Jasmine there, just search for her name, Jasmine Lozano. And again, we'll have everything linked up as per usual disruns.com slash 1006 disruns.com slash 1006 for today's episode. So, uh, Jasmine, uh, you know, thank first and foremost, thanks for, for making the time today. Uh, congratulations on, you know, joining club 26.2 We're we're happy to have you and, and glad that you made it. And, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the future holds for you, whether it's running, whether it's podcasting or whatever else, uh, certainly, uh, you know, we're cheering for you and, uh, we're wishing you nothing but the best going forward. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Jasmine and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your little uh, takeaway from our conversation du jour, du jour? Uh, for me, I, it, it kind of was just blended in multiple places throughout the the conversation. And uh, it was just the reminder of how great the running community is. Not that I feel like I often need that reminder, but sometimes you can take it for granted a little bit, right? Or at least I can. I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all are good at, at better at that than I am. But uh, certainly sometimes I can take things for granted a little bit. And just just the the reminder of how great the running community is, how supportive we, we often are. I, I like to think we almost always are. Um, and and just the, the, the value that some of the friendships that, that I've made over the years, even just one, just, not, not that there's any just about it, but even the ones that are, have been just online friendships, you know, social media, emails, you know, the, y'all that have listened and reached out in various ways. Um, it, it's like, I, I really do truly count those, those relationships, those friendships as, as legitimate friendships and relationships. Um, and, and then, you know, the times that I've been fortunate enough to, bring some of those, those online relationships, those online friendships from the running community into real life. You know, just at Ragnar a couple weeks ago, the times we've done, you know, meetups at, at different races or the times I've, I've been spectating at Disney races and seen some of y'all run by, um, you know, the times that I've driven to Disney at zero dark 30 to run with a few of you who have been in town on vacation. Um, and just all the ways that, that we've been able to get together uh, and, and deepen the sense of community is just is just a really awesome cool thing and um you know i just i just love it i just love it and so you know it's always great to talk to somebody like jasmine and like many of you that have been on the show over the 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 last year year and a half or whatever um who you know the community brought us together we were able to have a conversation some of us we've been able to meet in person as well and, and hopefully more of us will be able to do that in in the future um, going forward. So that's, that's my takeaway, I guess, is just how awesome this running community is and, and how honored I am to have, you know, just a little, a little sliver of the community that has my name on the door, um, with the Facebook group, with the podcast, etc. Um, but, but I certainly don't view that as, as my community. It's our community. And, and I just thank you and you too, Jasmine, thank all of you for being a part of it. So that's my takeaway. It's just how awesome this little running community is and, and how, 
uh, fortunate I count myself to be among among you, among us. And uh, yeah, that's that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? What was your takeaway? What was your aha moment? Whatever it was, what stood out to you? Let me know at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can also head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to at DizRuns.com slash 1006. 1006 today, DizRuns.com slash 1006. Links, photos, the whole nine as per usual. And of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom. You can leave your thoughts and feedbacks there as well. So whatever works best for you ultimately works just fine for me. Uh, but love to hear from you any chance we get. And, you know, not for nothing. That's that's community building. So let's keep it let's keep it going. Um, one last call for the giveaway before we uh, wrap this one up today. Dizruns.com slash giveaway or right there at the homepage, Dizruns.com. Get yourself entered to win a free training plan. Like I said, it doesn't even need to need to necessarily work for a race. It could just be you want some help for 16 weeks to kind of get things back on track, get into a good groove. We can make that happen. Uh, and uh, one way or the other, new winner every month, Dizruns.com slash giveaway. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up once and for all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time and attention. Thanks for taking Jasmine and I with you wherever it was that we went today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks one more time for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.